now. And uh, I'll just follow you. If you want to start with the names thing you want to do, we could try it for sure. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. I interrupted you. (laughs) Fuck that. Hi, I'm Allie G. I'm Zach. (laughs) I find it so, this is so hard for me. Like, I have a hard time being like, uh, I'm trying though. I'm trying. Uh, Zach, everybody. Hi. Like, you know, like. (laughs) Hi, I'm Zach Siegler. Because you have to say your full name because it's so cool. Okay. I'll be like, all right. And three, two. Hi, Hi. Alec Gilbert. <laughs> are you going with Gilbert? Or are you going to wine? Like, what? What are you going to do? Fuck, I don't know. Because like George is migrating my website to Ali Weingraf because I'm going to go there anyway, and I don't know when my wedding is. But I did start the process to change my name, so I guess we'll go Weingraf. See, we went to the we went to City Hall and got married early, and then just did the ceremony later on. That was our plan. Like a month before the real wedding, we had gotten legally married. We did it prior. We did it faster because I wanted to get her on my insurance. Mm-hmm. How romantic. We did that too. <laughs> um, okay, so. All right, I'll say wine graph. Whatever you, whatever you go with, um, you go first. Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Allie Weingroff. Wait, I thought it was Allie Gilbert. It's now Weingraf. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just fucking with you. Like this whole time I've been finding ways to just hijack what you've been saying. But uh, this time I, I won't. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I promise? Of course I do. Oh, I like that. They use that in JLo's song. Do, 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 do. Ask me again. I promise. If, if ask me if I'm gonna interrupt you. Are you gonna shut the fuck up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the wrong answer. <laughs> Just do this. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. For real. I, I won't. I, I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm not gonna jump in. I'm gonna just be silent until it's time for me not to be silent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who is it? Did you get a buzz? I, I feel like I heard your phone buzz. Yeah, I'm trying to Who is I have it? the outline in front of us. Show the text. Show the email. Oh, all right. I have our, our template in front of us. <laughs> what was the last text you sent? Do you feel comfortable showing it? I'd show mine. Yeah, because I'm married now. It's like, I sent it to you, ding dong. Text? That was the <laughs> yeah. last. Oh, yeah, that was this morning. No, it was 12. 37. I see. That's the thing. I turn off my, my phone at like seven, seven, th- I can't remember when I, it goes to, um, do not disturb until yeah. the following morning because it's very easy for me to get distracted. And I, I really want to use that time to focus on my family and be there for them. Even though I'm definitely sometimes playing around or looking stuff up on the internet or going on Reddit, trying to do something, but if my phone is buzzing and it does a lot, like just from emails or whatever, and I'm not saying I'm popular because I'm certainly not, but you are. I just get a lot of fluff and it's easy for me to get dragged into it. And then I get, then I start to feel guilty that I'm not paying attention to my wife or my daughter. And then, so the easiest thing for me to do is not 
not look at it. But the problem is sometimes I get, I look at it later and I, I look past some of the things that were sent to me, like my, my uh, father-in-law uh, or it's Erica's stepdad, but father-in-law, like, I don't know. I, he's awesome. So, uh, he sent me a, like a really long message and it was really nice and I meant to write back, but it was during that time that I received it. So I, I saw it like yesterday and he sent it like days ago. So <laughs> I know. then I'm like a total asshole who like doesn't, uh, who doesn't res- respond to him. And he's like a military guy. Like he like doesn't fuck around. You know what I mean? So, and then now I feel bad, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I wrote back today. That's the end of it. That's what a shitty story. I'm glad that I told you that and wasted our time. <laughs> no, I get it. I wish you could unread text messages because I, I read them because it annoys me to have the notification and then I forget to respond. Oh, I do that. I'm, yeah, I think we're, we're like a lot, we're cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways because uh, we're easily distracted. Um, did you know like people with ADD are actually more prone to depression? Yeah. You know, I go on the, the subreddit, the AD, the ADHD um, subreddit a lot because a lot of the stories on there really do connect with me. Like I really, uh, it kind of makes me realize and reminds me that I'm not alone sometimes when I get super wound up with like, oh my God, I have to do this, 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 and this. And why didn't I do that? And then I start to get really down that it's a, uh, I'm not by myself in it. So the other thing is, guess so. Okay, one quick aside, because I'm about to explode. So, I take Trintilix, and What's um, I'm trying to think like how to put it because it's like a Wellbutrin type of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, let me tell you what it's what it's for exactly. Uh, Uh, yeah, it's a P it's a, it's the P uh, to P to treat like a uh, depression, uh, because I definitely, uh, probably am, am easily prone to falling into that. So they do it to kind of help like kind of keep me elevated, like mood wise. And uh, it's been, it's been a big help. So I switched insurance. I used to pay, I think 10 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Guess how much it cost for my new insurance. 200? 287. Fuck. So clearly I'm not buying it and I haven't had it. And this is day three. So Mm -hmm. it stays in your system for three days from what I was told from a previous doctor. So I really, I know you're not supposed to just stop taking these medications, especially when you've been taking them for years, religiously and consistently. So uh, I hope I don't fucking turn into like sad sack around my family since we're all stuck here together um, all the time. But uh, yeah, like what a kick in the balls. So I go and find a manufacturer coupon and I'm like, okay, because it says pay as little as 10 bucks. And I'm like, all right, for a month, I'll do it. Then I can find out a way to pivot. It takes off a hundred. So they're like, oh, sweet. You got a hundred bucks off. It's still $187 that I, so yeah, I call my doctor's office and they go, did you try to ask him to buy a couple of pills? I'm like, who do you think this is? Like, do you think this is like, you know, like, like, you know, the drug dealer next door? This is the fucking pharmacy, man. Like, I don't, you can't just be like, Hey, 
here's a, here's a, here's a 20 spot and hook me up with like three or four. Like it doesn't work <laughs> that way. Uh, you can ask actually for an emergency um, amount, which is like three pills or something. They well, have to give you that legally. Well, they haven't given me shit. So I'm, 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 I'm tangling that at some point and uh, yeah, it's going to be awful. Okay, so if you start crying at the end of our episode, I'll know why. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. No, I'm actually... You seem okay today. No, I'm fine. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I slept really well. The problem is, I'm, I'm like, I haven't trained in about a week because after I got my tooth extracted... Um, I took off because you're not supposed to. I guess when you have a hole in your mouth and a hole in your head, you're not supposed to do much, you know, raise your blood pressure. So I didn't. And uh, I was like, you know what? My body is actually just beat up. So maybe it makes sense to just take it off, take it easy, you know? And I did. And I've only done stuff around the house. Like uh, I'm painting the basement. I'm trying to finish a putting a floor in for our closet. I'm getting my garage ready. I think I told you all this previously mm-hmm. but um yeah i feel worse i feel i'm hobbling old man style my elbow is hurting again my like knee which i've never had knee problems and i'm like i'm not i'm gonna start training again like once the basement's put back together i finished painting the wall this morning uh, i got up and did it so but yeah i'm like man it's like straight up just I don't know, like old man, like, you know, walking, just getting up and like, you know, like, then like slowly, like slowly trying to, to, to get up and, and just get erect. No pun intended there. I mean, like standing erect and it just is like, what the fuck happened to me? When did I, why did I age like a hundred years? Yeah. Like, I don't look that old. I mean, I don't think I'm, like, young looking, but, like, I don't look like I feel. Yeah, no. So, now you know everything about me. I'm boring. Not ever. I will, though. You can, uh, yeah, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. It's the, it's, I wish there was more exciting things to tell. <laughs> what was your name again? Gloria. Gloria Weingroff, Gil- Gilbert Weingroff. Uh, everyone's like, are you do Ali Gilbert Weingroff? I'm like, no, that is just a mouthful. Like I can't, I can't, even though there's two syllables. No. Ali W doesn't have the same ring as Ali G. A dubs. A Okay. All right. right. Because Ali G, you know what? I couldn't do shit with that anyway, because Sasha Baron Cohen took everything Ali G related so, well, he created the character. <laughs> but I was born before him. Did you call yourself Ali G before Ali G came what? out? No. It was actually sophomore year in college. My soccer coach was from England, and he was like, Ali G. I was like, yeah. He's like, no, Ali G, Booyakasha. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And and everyone's like, yeah, HBO. I'm like, yeah, I'm in college. I don't have HBO, like... Uh, anyway. Like, yeah, I can, uh, I, I think, I don't know if this is a rumor, but, um, some dude took pic, like took a video or pictures or something. And it looked like Borat was in a car. Like they were filming 
possibly Borat 2. I don't know if it's true, but uh, fingers crossed. Hmm. Sam Roberts had him on his podcast. I was like, dude, did you tell him you know the real Ali G? That he, like, <laughs> fuck shit up for me? And he was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only, I've only seen Sam Roberts around. Um, never met him. Or if I did, uh, I don't remember, and I'm sure he doesn't remember. But, I mean, he's built a really good career for himself. Like, he does a lot with wrestling. Um, I know he does. He was doing stuff with, was it Jim Norton, too? Like, comedians and, and, and other things? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. All right, well. I follow him on Instagram, and I only know the wrestling stuff he does because he wears wrestling stuff, and Charlie's huge into wrestling, and so they talk about it. Yeah. And then, yeah, so... But I know he's a comedian, and that's why he's pretty awkward to talk to. Oh, I didn't even know he was a comedian. I thought he was he worked with comedians. So he does does he do stand up? I don't think so. I don't know. Charlie said he's a comedian. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's just like maybe he's just a fan. I don't know. It's a good question. Should we record? We, we should are. record all of this. Oh, we are cool. <laughs> <laughs> We can definitely edit this, but we should definitely expand upon like EDD and then go through our outline <clears throat> or now. No, I, that's fine. I, I don't even know where we are in terms of this run sheet. <laughs> We're not. Hi, I'm Allie Weingroff. Right. And I'm Zach Ziegler forced to say my last name at gunpoint. <laughs> Let's try it again. Okay. Hi, I'm <clears throat> Allie Weingroff. I had to clear my throat, man. You got to, you had to give me a second. I'm Are you wearing, you have pigtails? I do. I just got home from the gym. From where? The gym. Developing, you know, where you like, develop, like stuff. developing your body? Yes. That's where, I, that's where I go to develop my body is the gym. Although I'm not a member of a gym anymore and I don't think I plan to be. A lot of people don't. I have plenty of equipment downstairs. I just now need to put it back in order because it was in a perfect spot, but I've expanded the gym, and I, when it's all said and done, I will bring you down and show you. Uh, you can see it, and it's a floor. I need a floor. Yes. I need a floor, damn it. And mats are expensive. Dude, the flooring will probably be one of the most expensive things. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the mats. like it, just Even if they're black, just straight-up black mats, uh, I think the 4 by 6 ones are in the 60 to $70 range each. So. Yeah. It's like How many do you need? Uh, that's that's therein lies the rub. I think at least I'm looking at at least a thousand dollars worth of flooring. Uh, but the good thing is, my wife fair. is pretty. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, but my wife's on board with it because she's just like, yeah, you need a floor. Like, but if you're gonna use it too, like if she's gonna use it for work and then you're gonna use it for work, you write it off. Well, you, everything. I mean, that's the thing nowadays. It's like. Everything, Every, everything's yeah. used for work. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to write off the dining room table, although I do a lot of work on it, but you know, up, up, I'm upstairs on, in the, it's kind of the attic. There's an attic here. There's a spare bedroom. And then this was a bedroom and I converted it into an office. I would love to keep this. I told Erica, if the, if the garage renovation is done quick enough, especially before the baby comes. So I have, I'm under the gun with that because the baby's due in October, early October. I want to, um, I can either convert this into another bedroom. Uh, so we could keep it that, or we could keep it as a office or I could move the office 
downstairs into a portion of the gym. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, really, I don't know. I, I, it's like, is that even worth like thinking about now? Probably not, but I do. Well, the thing you have in your favor, which I know would help me is that you have a deadline. Yes. You know, yeah. that always helps because procrastination is at least something I'm very good at because if you leave it to the last minute, it only takes a minute. Yes. Yeah. Ben Bruno said that I can't take credit for that. But the weird thing is this, right? So I haven't been procrastinating because I have to like, I have to rush. Right. So I'm trying my best, but like, it's also that if I try to do too much at once, nothing gets done. Like I literally have two boards left to finish the, the, the closet. So there's a room next to our bedroom that it's pretty small. It could be, it could be another bedroom if we really wanted to be, but the truth is we don't have a closet. So mm. we needed a closet so we can put like maybe a chair or something in there, but it's becoming a closet. My wife has a shit ton of clothes and I have some clothes as well. Shockingly, I don't just walk around in a burlap sack, but so we're doing that and I got to tell you, I can't cut a fucking straight line with, I have two saws now. I have a miter saw and I have a circular saw and I am, it's taken me two weeks, five boards now. Cause I went through more yesterday. Still not done. Still not done. And so that's why I always go back to painting because yeah. I know I can complete that because I, all I have to do is get the room done. But man, those two boards are hanging over my head. I don't envy you. But I want to learn this. You know, I'd love to learn. I'd love to make a birdhouse or something someday. I don't know. Spice <laughs> rack or... Treehouse? <laughs> treehouse, exactly. I'm building a cabin in my tree in the backyard. <laughs> it could be a guest room. Uh... What was your name again? Uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> She's Allie Weingroff. And I'm Zach Ziegler. Yes, we did it. <laughs> We've only screwed up our intro five or six times. That's okay. That's fine. We can film that later. I think we just filmed it. Why don't we just do it throughout and just we'll keep fucking it up. That works. <laughs> I mean, like, or we'll just keep throwing it in. That way it's like... It doesn't matter, but um, we actually do have a podcast or a web series. I don't know what the difference is. Is it, is it like, is podcast not cool anymore? Because this would probably, I think, chime in as the billionth podcast ever started. It, it might be the billionth, but it's very unique. But does nobody un- does what we do? But unique, I don't think needs a ver- like it needs a qualifier, right? It doesn't need to be. If it's unique, it's one of a kind. So how could it be very unique or a little unique? Wouldn't unique stand alone? And is it qualifier or would it be a description? Because unique is unique. If it's very unique, does that mean it's very one of a kind? Because I'm sure there are other ones that, that are different, but not very different. Like us, we just we just let that breathe for a bit. 
That was good. So I posted on Instagram the other day. I said, although we're all unique, nobody is that special of a snowflake. Wow, that's deep. It's very deep. It's poetic. And the reason being is people think they're special and they have special physiology and that certain foods don't work on them for certain reasons because they're special. And we all know that's not true. Give me an example. Like, give me one, like, it didn't, you know, one food somebody's talking about. Carbohydrates. That. Okay. So you're People talking. Say, oh. You know, oh, I can't eat carbs. I get fat. Okay. So let's examine this, right? When you say I get fat, does that mean the scale goes up the next day? Because we know that's not body fat from a physiological perspective. However, the scale will go up from a additional food perspective as well as water because carbs think carbohydrate. So it adds water to the body. So for every gram of carb that we eat, we store three grams of water. So somebody is eating an influx of carbohydrates that they're not used to, absolutely you're going to see the scale go up. If somebody's too low carb for too long and they start eating carbs, well, their body's going to hold on to that water a lot longer because they don't have the enzymes to break down carbs because they've deprived their body of carbohydrates for so long that it takes a while for their body to kind of understand, yeah, okay, I could use these again for uh, energy. Okay, so you're saying that people that eat carbohydrates, they, they're going to see weight gain because it's going to be water weight because they're going to be holding on to more water. So when does that, that if they're taking an excess of carbohydrates, when does that turn into body fat? How long does that process take? It, you have to overeat for a, a quite a while, for months, for you to see an influx of body fat. So most people, and I'm thinking the population I deal with, I'm not talking about very obese people have a lot of wiggle room to eat more food to the point where they're not necessarily going to gain any weight. When Also, when you add food and carbs, it gets stored in the muscle, it gets stored in the, the liver, and usually we have more sodium when we have more carbohydrates, so that's going to cause an increase in water absorption. So yeah, you're going to see the scale go up, but it's not body fat, nor is it temporary. So people automatically think like, oh, I get fat, and then they ditch the carbohydrates and continue to eat even less, exercise even more, and feel like shit. I'm giving a talk on this on Saturday that this will probably be published after Saturday, so you guys missed it, but you'll be able to buy it. But it was really good. It was really good. No, that, that that's interesting, though. That So is this... And when you give these talks, are these talks PG? Are they, do they say like, don't you dare like curse or don't use any like sexual innuendos and stuff like that? Or, uh, you know, um, 95% of my talks are probably rated R. Uh, it's how I am. You know me, but I do have some people that they're like, Hey, listen, we have a very Christian membership or, um, you know, we have a very conservative CEO and CFO and they're going to attend the talk. Can you kind of censor it a little bit? Absolutely. And then the medical conferences I've spoken at, God, I cannot imagine if I was as vulgar as I am usually. So, and it's all in good fun. It's to get people to laugh and to bring light to things that are way more common than, um, anybody realizes. Do you, um, 
<laughs> so then if they're like, all right, clean it up for us. And do you like, instead of talking about sex, like have to talk about like soaking, which is what Mormon people do. like <laughs> uh, Sexual relations. So like yeah, that, I that ends up being so the joke. I eliminate the word fuck, dick, boner. Um, and then I take out like some of the penis slides that are suggestive or funny. Yeah. So I eliminate my curse words and then I tread very lightly as to use more English terms versus like the, uh, uh, what are curse words called? Uh, vulgarity, vulgarity yeah. I guess. Yeah, sure. So you have to basically rework the entire, uh, speech and get rid of the finale, which is when the penis balloons drop from the ceiling and people come out with uh, the sex toys and smack people in the face with like, which is, I think a great way to, it's memorable, but man, that must suck because it really does take away from it when you're not allowed to do it. I know. And you know what? It's like, everyone's offended by everything these days. So when I do I take offense use to that shit. all my jokes, I don't really care. Yeah. But when I do use all my jokes, you know what? People appreciate that stuff. Right. They're like, Oh my God, thank you for, you know, I enjoy your candor. And that is a huge compliment to me because my mom was the same way. She was very unfiltered, said whatever was on her mind, borderline offensive, like very sarcastic. If she was mean to you, it means she loved you. So that type of mentality, I guess I've inherited in a sense. But again, I'm talking about very sensitive topics that if I talk about it in this overly medical science way, then I think it doesn't really give it the same... Um, perspective as when I am able to diffuse that awkwardness and, and make people realize like, Hey, a lot of guys deal with erectile issues. A lot of women have low libido. Like these are actual things that happen in your late twenties and thirties too. Yeah. You, uh, did you just say that your mom was mean to you and that's how she showed you love? No, like, like she would tease. Okay. Do you have a good Not, relationship with your mom? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were like, and she passed away in 2016 from cancer. So that was like the hardest thing for me ever. Yeah. Um, and I grew up without a dad because he's a douchebag. So I have daddy issues too. And that's why I think I do well with this topic. Yeah. Um, first, sorry, <laughs> sorry to hear about your mom. That sucks. Uh, was it like a long battle with cancer? It was like a year, but you know, I'm very, I'm very open with it because it's, it's one of those things when, when someone is sick or one of your friends, family members or somebody's mom, it's, it's super awkward for like your friends or the rest of your family. And you're like, you know, do I say like, you know what, I don't know what to say. So I kind of chop that down for people. And I'm like, listen, say someone had a family member who passed away and it was very hard on them. I said, and one of my friends said this to me, and this is why I say it to others. Cause it really helped. I say, don't feel guilty about being relieved because there is a point where it's not the same person and it, it does kill you to see them like that. And you know, they're suffering and you know, they're in pain that when they finally go, they didn't want you to go through that. They didn't want anyone to see them like that, that they're actually at peace and that's okay to be like, wow, that was a lot right. because we feel guilty. You feel guilty. Like nobody, nobody's like, let's hurry up this process. But also, you know, the time you spend in the hospital and everything. And then, you know, my mom had lung cancer that mis metastasized to a brain tumor. 
you don't have the same person. So I'm talking to somebody that does not make any sense whatsoever. That was not my mom. And it doesn't make her any less worthy of anything, but it just makes it, it is what it is where I miss my mom and it's okay to not miss what happened at the end and it's okay to grieve. Right. But, but it's one of those tough, tough subjects where if you have had a family member who's passed away, absolutely share in those type of feelings and then just tell, you know, somebody like, it's all, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Like, I love you or whatever. Cause it's one of those hard topics. That's very awkward when somebody dies. Cause also you don't know how the relationship was. Like if my father died, I'd have no idea. And I really would not care. And I honestly don't know if I'd go to his funeral. When's I, the last time you yeah. saw or spoke to your dad? 2007. Okay. So he, they divorced when I was two and he moved to Florida when I was 13. Um, he doesn't make any effort or didn't make any effort to try to uh, get in touch with you or find out what you're up to. Um, I went to visit him in college and my mom never spoke bad about him at all, which was great. When I got home from visiting him, I said, mom, I know exactly why you guys got divorced. He's just very hypercritical. And, um, I think it's why I struggle with like abandonment issues, I guess, because when they split and I would see him on the weekends, he would have like a different girlfriend every single time. So that brought about jealousy issues in my adult years where it's like any woman is a threat to me because they're taking away from the attention that should be given to me. So I went to therapy and dealt with that and all that. And then I just cut him off because I was like, this is toxic. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't do anything for me or mean anything like not serving me in any way, but you know, his father and I were very close. So I was like, I'm done. And he would try and reach out and I just kind of cut him off. And then when my mom died, I don't know if he knew nothing came from him, nothing. So, you know, and it's okay because I have other father figures in my life, right? you know? So I, I don't regret that because for myself, I found out the person he was, I gave him a chance. I realized this is not a good relationship. Doesn't matter if it's blood. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. But I mean, getting to that point it, 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 and I'm asking, I'm not putting any words in your mouth, but I'm assuming it took a long time, right? Like it took time to, to process that stuff. I, I had a similar relationship with, I didn't speak to my dad for 10 years or so. Uh, and then he died and I don't know. I, I, it didn't, I don't want to say it didn't bother me, but I didn't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I had worked through it and it's the same thing. Like I felt it was toxic. I didn't need it. And mm. it was something that I moved beyond and accepted that there were times that I've said, wow, you know, um, this is, you know, uh, this is not, this is just not what I want my relationship to be with my, my family. Um, and I, it, it was fine. So yeah, when he was in the hospital, I think my mom asked me if I was going to go see him and I was like, nah, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Like whatever. And then when did he, you, did you struggle with the emotions of, should I feel guilty for this? Should I not? No. One time, one time I was driving home from my mom's, my mom's house in Pennsylvania. And 
I called my wife and I said, uh, cause I saw the exit that I would have taken. And I said, for a minute, I really considered going to see him, but I didn't, I didn't want to give him that satisfaction. And maybe that's me being stubborn or hard headed, but, um, yeah, like he had plenty of opportunities to reach out to me and write what I perceived. And I think that he would have probably, maybe he wouldn't have admitted was, uh, a was wrongs, you know, like, so like he just didn't. Yeah. So no, I, that was it. And it was fleeting. And I said, I really, I sat there and I thought about it and then I went and I got something to eat and left and came home. <laughs> like it was that brief of like, you know, should, and then I said, no, why should I? I don't like, whatever, what am I going to say? In fact, like if I would have said anything, I probably would have said something maybe out of anger. Like I wouldn't have gone there uh, and just been nice. Yeah. I don't think I could have done that. Like, so rather than upset somebody who's, you know, already in the hospital, not doing well, it was like, screw it. Like, I'm just going to keep going on with my life. And, um, yeah, that was it. And, you know, I, I think my mom thinks about it as like a, you know, she's upset that that's the way it turned out. But like, just like you, it's like, you have to make that decision sometime and you have to kind of cut off those, uh, toxic parts of, of toxic people out of your life, get rid of them, you know? And it's not what I would necessarily want, but it's the way it is. That's the hand I'm dealt. So screw it. Uh, got to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and it's, it's an interesting perspective to give to people because, you know, like people who are, are all about family, they're like, well, it's your family. And I'm like, family has many definitions. Mm-hmm. And, and just because someone's blood, as you know, it doesn't mean that they deserve a plot, a place in your life. And, and my father would say that to me, I'm your biological father. I'm like, that's great. Like, right. What do you want? He did not help or contribute towards college. You know, when his dad died, he used that money to buy himself a motorcycle and a boat and all this stuff. Like my mom was a single parent, you know, what kind of boat, I, a schooner. So I have no fucking clue. Probably some dildo boat or whatever. Oh, well that yeah. seems right up your alley though. I mean, if that was the shape of the boat, yeah, you know what? Like he, my mom would have been proud about how <laughs> I'm talking about dicks and, and cursing. And then, you know, social media is very easily accessible to the oldest person right now. If he really wanted to find me, he could. Right. While my, my last name is still Gilbert. So. True. Yeah, no, my, my dad did something similar. Uh, he told me to, he wouldn't co-sign any loans for school because he was going to help me pay it back, which he didn't do. So I took the, I, you know, I had to take that tab, which is fine. I never, I never asked him to pay for it. So, but he, when he offer, when somebody offers, you're like, oh, sweet. Um, and then he also stiffed me by, it was one year and this kind of was, uh, one of many things that kind of started a chain reaction. It was like, I was going to school and he said, oh, you know, he was going to send in my tax returns with all of theirs. And he didn't, and it ended up costing me, I think, six or $8,000 in penalties. And I was like, wow. So that was, and I had just moved to Los Angeles at that time. I, I sold everything I had. I had nothing. 
and it was like a huge kick in the balls. Like, mm. so it was like a lot of pent up anger. And so, yeah, there was just a time where I said, you know, I don't need this. Like I'm trying to, to make something here. I'm trying to do something with myself. I, I can't just be, you know, rushing back and trying to patch up things, uh, especially with people who I didn't really f- feel cared. Yeah. So, and I've had to do that type of thing with, you know, friends as well, or former friends now, and mm. uh, people that I felt we just weren't compatible. You know, even people that were in my wedding, people that were in my wedding party. Like, I yeah, like there's, and yeah, they're, they're, they just, I found out one of them was just crazy selfish and self-centered and kept like doing, and so at the time I was working on a book uh, I was working and my, my wife was pregnant um, and I was holding down uh, a job when my, a really close friend of mine, Sean Perrine was still sick. So mm-hmm. I was trying to do, I was doing a lot. I was juggling a lot. And uh, yeah, like he would do shit like, Hey, you know, let's hang out. Okay. And then say you he say, hey, let's hang out at uh, two. Okay. He wouldn't show up until two forty five, or, or later or like, you know, and he knew that bothered me. And I tell him, I'm like, hey, man, like, I don't waste your time, so don't waste mine, you know? Like, that's, that's shitty. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So then this is actually, this is the weirdest part because it's like, I, I don't know. This is what set him off, and it caused this big argument. But he, he said, uh, okay, I got a, he had a new girlfriend, and we hung out with her a few times. She's actually really great and sweet and, and nice. And um, he said, okay, I'm, go- I'm going away with her, and a friend of mine who I'd met and I guess we went to the same school. I don't remember, but like, uh, he's like, okay, so can you return his dog to his house? And I was like, okay, well, when are they going to be there? And he was like, well, just drop the dog off. And I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable going into somebody's house, man. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. call me weird. Call me whatever. I don't want to fucking do it. Like I I'm down to do whatever, but like, I really don't like, can the dog, stay over our place for the night and we'll, I'll return it in the morning. No, 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 I can't do that. Okay. Well then why don't you take care of it? No, no, no. So all day I was kind of like on the fence and I was like, you know, I don't know. And then I took a dog for a walk and I said, you know what? Fine, I'll do it. And then at that point I already sent a message telling him I didn't want to do it. And I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll do it. But you know, how does it feel like for, to go through this and put you through all this shit and waste your time? Cause that's what you do to me. And, and he fucking was not happy. And then I, I hit him up a couple times to hang out with me. And he was like, you know, kind of shitty. And I just said, uh, what are you angry? And he's like, yeah, kind of. And I said, yeah, fine. And that was the end of it. Like, I just don't need that bullshit, you know? hundred percent. And I, I think that we realize that now more than ever, like with quarantine, you're like, yeah, there's, you, there's some true colors in people coming out in the way that they've been, um, venting on social media and like people who are so in depth with politics and stuff that I'm just like, I don't, I don't want any part of that. You know, I'm happy with the small circle of friends that we have. And I said to Charlie, like whenever our wedding is, I wonder how much our guest list will change based yeah. on, just how stuff happens, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Um, that was a good tangent, though. Thank you. And I didn't know that about you. See, more things that we have in common. Yeah. No, I mean, I. it's just not stuff I bring up 
a ton with with other people because honestly these these aren't topics that are brought up a lot. I but I do feel like this because of quarantine I've actually gotten into a lot more deeper conversations with with close friends than in the past. Um like another buddy of mine like it's kind of it it relates to this topic. It's it's he's going through a really hard time. Um he opened a restaurant and of course COVID has really put a strain on whether he's going to be able to continue that. And I mean, it was his dream to open a restaurant, you know what I mean? And he had such big plans and he, I know it would have been great because he's, he's been in the industry forever and uh, it's been really, really hard on him. And he's, you know, I think he's going to be, or if he's not yet in debt because there's just no money coming in. So he's got to pay rent or he's got to leave. And then what happens if, he, you know, like he's that far behind on rent and his landlord takes him to court and they end up going for his, like there's a first house and there's, there's just a whole chain reaction here. And yeah, he got, he got really emotional and he doesn't ever get emo- emotional. And he was just like, you know, this is really hard because I don't, I don't want my girls to, you know, he's got daughters. He's like, I don't want them to, uh, I just don't want them to, to, to just, what's the word I'm looking for? Not suffer, but like struggle. He doesn't mm-hmm. want it because he wants to provide as best he can for him. And I was like, you know, listening. And he's just like, you know, I, he just got into to my family life because he's somebody that I grew up with. And I was over his place all the time. But he's just like, you know, you had it kind of fucking really weird growing up, you know. And he's right. But it was, was weird to have him talk about that with me and bring it up. And I didn't know if he wanted me to elaborate on it, which I did. But yeah. uh but I said the same thing that you said and that I said to you was you, it, it was not easy at the time because you're going through it, but there comes a point where you have to accept it. You accept what the reality of the situation is and you can kind of stay in that shit storm of like just everything blows or you can accept that that's where I was and not where I'm going. And that's it. Like the, that's the reality of this thing here. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm not going to let it hold me back and screw it. You can make different choices. And uh, I think I even gave him like a pretty good pep talk in there. Maybe. I don't know. I had been drinking, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes that's when the best insights come out. Yeah, maybe. You know, I haven't drank in a while. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. Oh, you know, I, I've been training for my wedding that is still far away, so. Oh, you're going to keep up that, uh, wow, that's good for you. See, I'm on the opposite side. I definitely, I have to like put a, start putting a cap on it, curtailing my drinking because it's like, (laughs) it fluctuates. I have definitely been going overboard, but. uh, Well, it's funny because I'm redoing my website. Our friend George is helping me and I realized I have no photos for it that are at least up to date. Like. Anything that I have pictures of, like my hair is really long or it's just like a selfie or something. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't had my professional headshot done in like four years. So I'm doing a photo shoot in November. And I was like, it also helps with the motivation, like to keep the motivation up. All right, I've got like a goal and it's going to be two things. It's going to be a business lifestyle shoot, which will be, you know, the quintessential Instagram, like Ali by the laptop, you know, and then like inspirational quote and stuff. Um, and mean like, you know, regular clothes, just like 
posing wherever. And then a few like badass training shots where I don't have to be like, you know, dry, hard and grainy, like for a magazine, but <laughs> fit. Right. You know, in, in my standards where, all right, my six pack shows, the lighting's on point, I'm deadlifting, I'm doing a pull up, you know, something inspirational, but not so lean that it's scary to the customer, but something that I want to do, whether I use those types of photos for the website or not, doesn't matter, at least, right. you know, doing the business stuff. Um, and I laugh about it because like, you know, we talked about the body image and everything and I'm like, well, I should just do myself as is. Why, you know, shred for a photo shoot when I can't just be comfortable with who I am? And I'm very comfortable. It's like I have to lose maybe four pounds to be photo shoot comfortable for me. Yeah. You know, and it's something I want to do. I'm not doing this for anyone else. I have to do it for marketing. Might as well throw in like a sports bra and shorts type of photo shoot, too. Nothing sexual, just like, okay, my demographic is guys. They're going to see, you know, some 39-year-old chick deadlifting 200 pounds or whatever, doing the loaded pull-ups. Like, that's inspirational, at least from what the men tell me that work with me. All right. So, yeah, that was a tangent, too. Well, you can also, uh, listen, if you're, I don't know what, who's taking the pictures, but my wife's a photographer. She's taken plenty of shots like that um yeah we talked about meeting up here one day listen you, if you wanted to carve out time to knock out any extra shots or try any extra stuff i'm sure she'd that, be down that would be cool yeah and uh look we could do one where you're actually deadlifting the weight you normally do and then i'll be right next to you and deadlifting basically nothing because that's what i deadlift so it would be perfect to show how strong you are and how weak i am you, you're on to something and we can do a podcast photo shoot. Yeah, we absolutely could. Yeah. Like we could do, we should do that anyway. Like tons of media stuff of us just like being really goofy. Yeah. Instead of trying to take separate photos and then mesh them together. It's <laughs> but, like, dumb, but like just, but we're so used to not doing anything in person. Like, no, yeah. It's uh no, that, that would be fun. I think it would be cool if uh, I was, I, I jumped into your arms and you were holding me like a little baby. <laughs> that would be hilarious or like i would i could jump on your shoulders and like you know we could <laughs> that would be fun no i'm so i'm so down yeah we could definitely we could have some fun with it for sure it would be uh it would be cool yeah that would be that would be legit i mean how long have we been trying to put this thing together i think we spoke about it yesterday has it been it's not been since july it's been even before that let's call it what like a, a half six months we'll call it seven months ten months more yeah, probably. But I think because we care more than like the other, you know, random. And I'm not trying to say anybody else's podcast is not worth anything different or whatever. I'm saying you and I are like hyper aware of how we come across with certain things and we want to like nail it. We almost suffer from like the paralysis by analysis type of thing. Yeah, you, you have know? a lot of really good sayings. I'm going to take some of I don't, those. I don't take credit for those. I don't remember who said that. <laughs> But I, I do know what you mean. But, I mean, the whole point was um, we wanted to start to talk about or at least do our best to discuss things that a lot of guys, and, and women too, but a lot of guys either shy away from or, I don't know, maybe there's a stigma to it. Maybe, you know, emotions specifically. They don't want to talk about them or, 
You know, they always want to put up that, like, facade or that hard shell of, like, they got it all under control. And the, the look, I, I'm not saying that I throw my hands up and, like, throw a pity party all the time, but I definitely don't think I have everything under control or I have all the answers. And, yeah, I think it's sometimes talking about it or talking through it is helpful. And the only way to, to really get to the bottom of it is to be honest. So if I'm being a shithead, sometimes I got to hear that I'm being a shithead or if I'm not trying hard enough or I'm not, you know, it could be just me. It could be my effort or my approach, or it could be that I'm being too sensitive or too, or I'm not being sensitive. I don't know, but I feel like that was part of it. A lot of it was stuff we talked about for, you know, for work was, you know, whether it's hormone optimization for, for men or like, what's the, what's my problem, you know, in air quotes, like, don't know why I just did air quotes, but I did. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you know, we started with, we have a whole bunch of topics that eventually we want to cover. Um, we do. Yeah. And, and I think there's a big need for that because you're right. Like the men's health arena seems like it's much more progressed than it actually is. Because if you think about women and menopause and hormone replacement, how often do you hear all of that talked about? Like, it's just acceptable. Like women say, oh, I'm in menopause, but you don't hear guys say, well, I'm going through andropause, which is the equivalent for guys. It's more like, oh, okay, well, testosterone is really the main hormone that they have to worry about. And if they go on testosterone replacement, then that's steroids and cheating and bad and weak and all this stuff. When women do the same exact thing with everything else. I, I, but here's the thing, right? So, it's cheating and it's this and that says who, right? Like that, the that's media, what, like, or, or I don't even know where their social stigma came, but it's got to come from, but the bodybuilding world, because that's where performance enhancing drugs are used and testosterone happens to be one of them. But the difference between a replacement dose and a bodybuilding super physiological dose is massive. Right. You know but, but, but I know, but here's what I'm saying. Like, so I listened to, to Joe Rogan talk about this. And I, I think I, no, I asked him about this once um, in an interview. I asked him about TRT because I know he's, he's, he's on it. And he was like, I take it to feel normal, to feel normal with my kids. So I, I have energy and I'm not dragging ass. It's like, I'm not taking it to like Vince, to be like Vince McMahon, who's like 80 years old and is like the most jacked, you know, the most jacked grandpa you've ever seen. There's a difference here. And my, my thing was, I don't care what somebody else wants to do with, with their with their bodies. I do think it's like having an open discussion about it or, ha you know, I guess in, in bodybuilding, it's just an open secret. But like the whole point is if you're going to do it fine, but like I've always wanted to talk about it, whether it's been at muscle and fitness or just in general, how to do it as safely as possible. Um, so to, to educate people on it and it's not pushing them one way or the other, because the truth is I, I don't think anything you say or I say is going to, steer someone away from doing that if they want to either compete or they want to get to be a certain size or look a certain way. We're just not going to be able to have that influence. So and that's totally fine. Yeah. And you know what? There's safe ways to do all of that. It just has to be monitored. Like there are doctors who will understand, listen, I'm going to be taking this. I need you to just run my labs and tell me whether I'm going to die or not. Right. Because it can be medically monitored. Just everyone, they're afraid to talk to the doctor about testosterone replacement. 
and then it's like if you're mildly fit looking, a lot of doctors will say, oh, you just want to use it for performance enhancement or aesthetics. But then there's a lot of doctors who understand that this is your profession. This is your livelihood. This is what you want to do. You know, a doctor can't force you to do something, but they can only say what their opinion is from a medical perspective. So there are tons of guys that have done every single chemistry combination you can think of. And yeah, their heart numbers are going to go up, blood pressure is going to, everything's going to go up. But if it's medically monitored to where, okay, maybe we have to bring it down a little bit or adjust it a little bit, then there can be a very safe way to go about it. It's just no one talks about that. Right. But it, so that all comes back to communication, right? How it's communicated, yeah. how it's uh, discussed. And I think that that's another part of it. It's, it's removing the judgment because, again, I don't give a shit what yeah. I, I, I care about you. But, like, if you want to put substance A, B, or C into your body, that's your choice. I'm not going to be able to stop you from doing that. Maybe, maybe your uh, future husband, if it's really, if if it's he believes it's going to be a huge detriment, may have more influence or maybe a discussion there. But like me, no. I mean, if you ask my opinion, may, you know, I'd give it. But at the end of the day, it's your life. So, uh, it's and, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, please. No, just the ironic thing too is a lot of these. Um, I don't know if you want to call it substances. There, there is definitely a select few that are actually FDA approved drugs. And there are things that have been on the market for medical reasons before and pulled off the market because they work very well. So they happen to actually be very useful and safe. They're just not legal anymore. Can I ask you then quickly about, so I saw a commercial yesterday. I think it was for like force factor X or GF X or whatever, uh, whatever it's called. Um, We've had this discussion. I don't know if we've ever recorded it. We probably did since we did a million of these as rehearsals. Um, (laughs) But those you've told me are total bullshit and don't work, right? What are they and why don't they work? So I know what the one you're talking about, I think it's called growth factor nine or something and they sell it for like $70 or something. So growth hormone in itself is made up of a massive amount of amino acids. And what they do to position this other product as growth hormone is they take a few amino acids and put it in a capsule and then combine it with some herbs that have been known to increase libido or whatever to make the person feel like it's doing something. But there's no way that you can increase your growth hormone unless... Number one, you can do it by fasting. Naturally, it's going to you know, raise up if you haven't eaten, especially in the morning. Um, but that doesn't stay consistent. You can inject actual growth hormone or you can go the peptide route. Peptides, they take like one amino acid off the chain and it's almost identical, but it does the same thing to stimulate your brain to send a signal to produce growth hormone. Okay. Same thing, same thing with testosterone. So none of these things work. They're just a collection of herbs that they make into an expensive capsule. So don't waste your money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause like, you know, I go into vitamin shop and I'm like, okay, men's health sections expanding day by day. And now they've got playboy supplements because if it's playboy branded, I mean, it's got to work. Now, Trustworthy listen. right there. That's what I trust. Yeah. 
It's like, okay, bunny. you recognize the brand, you associate that with sex, so it must work. I right. mean, it's genius marketing. I totally get it. I have Converse shoes that have the Playboy bunny on them because I just think it's funny. But doesn't I don't think that wearing those shoes is going to enhance my libido or increase my testosterone production. Is Playboy still around? Is Hugh Hefner alive? I don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, unless they reanimated his corpse and his deceased dancing over there in the... Uh, the mansion somewhere. I don't know. Did you meet him? No. No, I've never met him. You guys should have put him on the cover. I I didn't really have... Look, I had a very small part in that process. Yeah. Uh, the people that I would suggest, you know, it was a very... It was more difficult than just, uh, hey, this would be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... when you sure. When you have to deal with a big conglomerate getting somebody for a cover uh sometimes you're just they're thrown out they're thrown at you and you gotta deal with it because it's coming from you know the people that cut your checks other times there's things that you want to do because you want to take it into a different direction but it's not a known entity and that that person at the top or people at the top don't know who they are because they're not really in tune with the audience and yeah, it's uh, it, it it was a very it was a frustrating process, you know. But I also knew what I was getting into because uh, I mentioned it before. Sean Perine, I worked when he was running the show. I was working really closely with him, like so. I knew all of the obstacles, all of the frustrations, and the you know the truth was I was always trying to move away from print anyway. I never mm-hmm. I never wanted to be involved with it, but. Sometimes it's, you just kind of you got to take it because it's there's nobody left to do it or they you're asked and it's like you just piles on. So, but yeah, he he would have looked good, Hugh Hefner, his bony body and his uh, red velvet <laughs> robe or whatever he wore. <laughs> that reminds me of the books I'm reading. Did I tell you about those? You did, but I think you've already cruised through the Jenna Jameson book. Yeah. That was the How that to was, Be a Porn Star? It was like that thick. Uh, it, kind of. Like, it, it was suggestions on if you actually want to go that route. But it was more like a biography of her life and how fucked up that was because she was raped multiple times and her her mom had died early from cancer and her dad was kind of, like, not in the, fo- in the picture. Um And so then it was her career through the porn industry and about getting into porn and just like all the intricacies of what happens behind the scenes. I don't know why I like found this fascinating because I'm trying to read stuff that's not work related, but then I realize I pick stuff that's like kind of work related. It's in the realm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, but it makes sense. It would make sense to read that. And you're also reading Ron Jeremy's book, right? And yes, now I'm almost done with Ron Jeremy's book. And, you know, he's older, so it was before, a little bit before her time and stuff. But um, yeah, he he's uh, an interesting person, too. He's actually, he's been in a lot of other movies as just cameos and also just random parts, like extras, like like the guy who got shot in the behind the scenes. And then he's a comedian, too. He did a lot of stand-up. Hmm. Ron Jeremy's not his real name. His real name's Ron Hyatt, so he would use that name. I know. I remember him being, uh, he was charged with sexual assault in June. Did you know that? 
No, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how it's working out, but yeah, he was charged with sexual assault. Um, I don't know how many, I guess it was dating back to, it was four, I'm sorry, it was porn star Ron Jeremy, this is from CNN, uh, has been charged with forcibly raping three women and sexually assaulting another in separate incidents dating back to 2014. So he's 67 now, like that's, that's tough. Yeah, that's, uh, sheesh. Boy. Well, I can't remember when the book. At least you like the book. Was written, but yeah. yeah. No, that's. Uh, I just remember seeing that. That's why I was like, "Huh, when did this book come out?" Because I'm sure. Look, I'm sure he's got a ton of stories. I don't know how many movies he was in, uh, but it seems like a lot. Yeah, and you know the way they describe it is like it literally is just going to work. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I told you once. I went when I was in Amsterdam. I saw a live sex show, and. The people on stage looked like they were going to work. They looked not like they were having a good time. Like it looked like they put on 50 shows that day and were like, oh, God. Yeah, like I can't say that I would enjoy having sex for 12 hours straight. Like that's not appealing to me. Well. Straight. Now, multiple times over the course of 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a long day. Yeah. And that, that I feel like I'm sore thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, no. I don't think so. That's, that's how long those shoots last? Sometimes. Sometimes they'd be able to bang it out in a few hours. Oh, I see. Pun <laughs> intended. Thank you. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's uh, not the profession for me for multiple reasons. Um. I did, a friend of mine used to, when I worked with her, she was, uh, she used to build websites for a lot of people in the the adult film industry. And some of her really good friends were adult film performers. And so they would come hang out and they were, look, it was, you know, it was just like they were anybody else. But it was, it was interesting though, because somebody was like, uh, I think I was like, hey, do you want this? Uh, do you want to eat this? And she was like, oh, no, no, no. I got to work tomorrow. And I was like, I wonder what that means. Like, <laughs> I wonder what that means. Like, why would you not eat that specific thing? Like, hmm. But uh, interesting. Yeah, they, they have different payment tiers, too, for what that actually means. Like, are you doing an anal scene? Are you doing a double penetration scene? Are you doing a game bang scene? Girl on girl, girl on guy. Like what all would, those things. What's the top uh, tier in terms of payment? Does, Anal. And was, which book says that? Both. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah. So and Jenna never did anal, so that's why I think she was commenting on that. And she started Girl Girl, but that doesn't pay as well as Girl Guy. Okay. And then there's DVDA, which is double vag, double anal. Wow. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. I have to guess I, I, I'll watch more porn for this. I have no idea. Um, I mean, do you have to tape the penises together? Um, <laughs> so, like, I feel I, that's a lot. Can you imagine? Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine. Um, it's. I haven't done the threesome thing, so it's not like I could even begin in my mind to formulate how that would work. But 
hey, they all get it done. Sure. No, it's look, that's that's their job, and if that's what they wanted to take a as a scene, and it pays well, and they're they're willing to do it, it just seems like a lot of uh, trauma in both areas. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Do you, like, do you even boop the same after? Is that TMI? Like, I don't know. Those are questions I would ask just because I'm twisted like that. I think it's a fair question. I mean, Ron, Ron Jeremy said he was in a club because there used to be like sex clubs in New York, and mm-hmm. you know everything's closed now. But um, and he was in a club where there's another porn star there. And he was using the urinal and this guy came to use the urinal and he said his cock was red, white, green, and brown. Wow. And he was like, I don't even want to know or begin to know what that guy has done tonight. And he's just washing his dick off. Like whatever. Wow. You gotta read the book. I probably won't read that book. It's okay. You have me book club. Yeah. just uh, I told you I'm reading the, the action park book right now. That's right. I'm on page and? one still. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna watch the movie first. So uh, I'm definitely gonna read it though because it's it's something I'm interested in. I think it's it's crazy that it, that that existed, and I'm glad I got to go there. Unfortunately, I was too young to really appreciate and uh, go on some of the things at the time. So that sucks. But my brother and his buddies did, and I remember being like, "Holy shit!" Like be it jumping off cliffs or going through, you know, specific water slides or alpine slides. It just was crazy. So I'm excited about that book. Yeah, that, that shit. I mean, there's so much stuff now and from our childhood that if it existed today, it'd be no way. No, I mean, the insurance would be way too much. I mean, that's, (laughs) that's the thing. Some of the footage uh, that I saw. It's just, it's crazy. It's, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Cause I, I would, especially as a kid, you know, we would, my buddies and I would go jumping off cliffs and stuff. We would, there was some in our area, we would find some and you know, we loved it. It was great, but I don't know, something about having that all in one like amusement park type of it that would just be so, so awesome. Uh, yeah, I dangerous. Know. Sure. But awesome for sure. Cool. Very cool. That, that's what, like, you know, we go to Disney every year, and I'm like, you know, Disney is always going to be tame. Mm-hmm. Like, you're never going to have that ride that you're thinking, I might die today. Right. <laughs> Which I guess is a good thing, but, you know. If you want to have that feeling and you're ever in Vegas, go to the Stratosphere. A couple oh, of the- those rides are, there's two of them, I believe, that are just terrifying. Not the one that shoots up in the air, but the ones that actually, like, lean over the, uh, the, oh the, yeah, it's crazy. I, I remember being legitimately spooked when I got off there. All of us were really shaken. Like it was, cra- uh, I wanted to last year, I wanted to bring bo- a bodybuilder on there with me. I wanted to do like those rides with them because I thought it would be hilarious to see somebody that was enormous uh, be so scared and like, so just chick. Cause I, you know, I didn't want to tell them what they were in for. I was just going to say, yeah. Hey, meet us here and then spring it on them. But they wouldn't let us fill. Like there was a whole problem with the way that we were going to, I don't know. They, they, they want how we called them, told them we wanted to film it. They were cool with it. They had us f- fill out a bunch of, of waivers and stuff like that, which was totally fine with. But, um, the company was not, Mm. They were like, uh, they thought it was a little too much 
uh, that would put them in jeopardy possibly if somebody did get hurt. But I still think it would have been cool. Dude, I, yeah. I mean, hey, there's no one stopping you from YouTube. I know. I mean, but the thing is, I'd already done it and I didn't want to just do it for YouTube. I wanted to do it the right way. I want, like, we were yeah. really, we, we really had it planned out how we wanted to capture it. And it would have been really cool and fun. And I think it would have gotten a lot of laughs because it would have been really funny to see some of these, like, larger than life characters just, you know, oh, yeah. just turn into puddles of, like, just like tears and screaming. And I doubt any of them, anybody, man or woman would have been able to keep a straight face because it really, it, it really does like just make you think you're going to just topple over the stratosphere and pummel into the ground. I can't handle that. Now you're not a uh, roller coaster. Mm. No. Okay. I like roller coasters, yeah. but like I haven't been on a real one in years. I only go on the Disney ones, <laughs> which are tame. Uh, but Who's talking? Someone's talking in the background. Who is that? It's Charlie downstairs. What's I have the door closed too. What's he saying? I have no idea. <laughs> He's loud. We should put him on the stratosphere thing. That would be funny. It would be. We should, but we can't tell him. We have to just spring it on him. And then like, we wouldn't have an actual crew, but we could bring GoPros and things like that. We, there's ways to get it done. That would be funny. for sure. Um, so, um, so I think that's it for episode one. Yeah. Episode so one for real. I think we already did, right? Your name is Allie Gilbert Weingroff, but not really. It's just Allie Weingroff or Allie Gilbert. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you guys want to call me, like I'm totally down. <laughs> and what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram is the Allie Gilbert. It's hard to remember. Very. And what's yours? At Ziraz. And one day I'm going to open it again. Uh, one day I will be back on the Instagram. Uh, yeah, I think I tagged you and stuff in like February. <laughs> Somebody, I, I, I don't know. I just, here's what happens. I, I open it and I see everybody having a terrific time. Although I know Instagram is really just a, you know, the highlight reel of life for many people in terms of they mm -hmm. just show what's good. But then it's like, if I want to post something, I get so in my head about what to write. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is that funny? Oh, is that clever? Oh, is and then more often than not, I think about it so long that I just don't do anything. I just erase it. So rather than put myself through that stress, I just don't open it. I get that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to be on there for work. I listen, it would help me in many ways if my following grew because there's people that really do put a lot of emphasis in that. And I do understand that in some aspects, but in other aspects, it gets way too much priority because uh, there are ways to accumulate a following without actually uh, doing the work. You can buy your followers. I mean, it's really about, you look at the engagement and how that's going on, but I mean, I don't engage with people either. I try to sometimes I'll go through spurts, but you know, there's times where I pitch stuff and if there's no one else to do it, it ends up kind of defaulting to me, but then it's like, Oh, well he only has a couple thousand people follow. It's like, okay, I get it. So, so bottom line, go follow Z Raz build up his confidence. So then when he gets back onto the IG, you're going to have like 6,000 more followers. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm going to tag the shit out of you. Oh, great. That, that sounds wrong. Yeah. How dare you? So I'm right. a married man and you're going to be a married <laughs> woman. The nerve. Yeah. It's awesome. We're awesome. Thank you guys for listening to all our babble. Yeah. We're going to, you know, I think today I gave it about 60%. Next time. I'm going to give it 65. 69. Oh, I, I, you know what? Oh, How did I not go there? Yeah, you did. So thank you for, for picking up the slack and carrying carrying me uh, when we needed it. But no, really, uh, I really will maybe give it slightly more effort next time, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, until, until then, see ya. Ciao.